Hello there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. Today we're going to have a podcast titled Imagine. Imagine. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says this, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. You know, music, songs, they they have a, a way of influencing us emotionally, and they can influence us spiritually as well. For example, married couples, they really like romantic music, or, or love songs maybe played over a dinner, or an anniversary night out, or something. Some songs might you might hear being played, you might think, well, that sounds like my life. Songs sometimes are, are based off of actual events. Some songs can, can make us cry and bring back a memory. Sometimes songs have a, a religious meaning or even a political meaning. I think a lot of songs out of the 60s had a lot of political meaning behind them as well into the early 1970s. Uh, John Lennon, he wrote a song, and he, and he sang it, in 1971, and it's called Imagine. Originally, the music was fast and loud, and Lennon decided to, to slow the song way down and make it a little softer. And his reasoning was, quote, people will tune in to it better and it will be easier for them to accept it." End quote. This song has long been adopted by the globalist movement of, the, of this world today, as well as even back in the 70s. And I'm going to read some of the lyrics to you here. It says, Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living today. Imagine there's no countries. It's not hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for, and no religion too. Imagine all the people living life free in peace. You may say, I'm a dreamer, but I am not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will be as one. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger. A brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. You may say, I'm a dreamer, but I am not the only one. And I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will live as one. You know, we all probably really do long for a world of peace and where people get along and there's no more killing. But the fact remains that we live in a very sinful world that has rejected God and His plan uh, of peace. Mankind has really just shaken their fist at, at God and said, I want to live how I want to live. Lemon he, he had a, John Lennon had a huge following. He, he does even really to this day 
way past his death. And John Lennon, he would proclaim at the height of the Beatle invasion in the 60s that, quote, we are more popular than Jesus Christ, end quote. While the nation at that time was really counter-critical of that statement, and it would hurt the Beatles only briefly, Lennon would go on to grow his fame and to be a spokesman for the globalist movement. You may ask yourself, what does this really have to do with me or the church? Well, I'm going to tell you. This is more than just a song. I'd encourage you to, to go to a search engine and look up the words and, and read it really closely. The first verse is a direct attack on what Christians believe. We as Christians are being ta attacked and sometimes I wonder if the church is even really aware of it. Like they're ignoring it, they don't see the danger, and because they don't see the danger, they don't think there's a problem. But if they really understood what God's Word said and what was going on around them a little better than worrying about sports and what's the next fancy wine you're going to drink or whatever, they might become a little more aware. Perhaps some of us have heard of this example of growing up of the frog in boiling water. If you throw a frog directly into the boiling water, well, the frog will simply just jump out. But if you slowly turn up the fire from just room temperature water, he will never notice and he will boil alive. You see, I think that's really what's going on today. The church is being boiled alive. The world has its own view of what Christianity should be, including what or who God is. I can tell you it's not the God of the Bible and it's not the biblical view on how Christians should look like, talk, and smell like. For the most part, most people, uh, in the USA at least, they, they sit quietly in their homes and they watch their TV that supports lifestyles that really go against Scripture, uh, the profanity, uh, they see nothing wrong with it, they call it entertainment, but whatever we put into our minds, there's an old saying my grandmother used to always tell me, you put garbage in your brain, garbage comes out of your mouth. And there's a lot of truth to that. You know, we just sit in our pews sometimes at church and, and we really don't do anything about it. We just sit there quietly. Uh, we don't bring it up. We don't talk about it in Bible classes. And so maybe we don't even pay attention because it's really being spoon-fed to us really really slowly and even our children in, in public schools uh, in America especially I can't speak for schools or in other countries along right with our colleges and, and public universities are being told that Christianity is wrong you know Sunday mornings of in America have just become uh, the biggest day of the week for idol worship and that idol's name is Jesus. You see, people sit around listening to preaching that sounds good, that makes them feel good, uh, agrees with their political views, 
it's not offending anyone and it's all about how great you are you can have your best life now and you can have all this wealth and fame and fortune those kind of people who teach that kind of stuff they've never really read what the Apostle Paul went through in his persecution of fighting for the truth and teaching for the truth and the same with Peter Peter would warn I mean if you are being persecuted it's because you believe in Christ you claim that you are a follower of Christ and you're not being persecuted in some way you need to relook at your life and Peter would talk about that in his epistles Sunday again morning needs to be without smoke machines and and singing a song uh, that sounds like John Lennon. I went and visited a, a group, and I will not reveal who it was. They were playing, uh, again, a John Lennon song, the Beatles. I just want to hold your hand, Jesus. Disco lights, and it really, to me, it just kind of went downhill from there. Everybody has a right to do what they want. They have a right to believe how they want. Uh, worship how they want but at the end of the day if it's in violation of scripture I surely don't want to have to explain it to God on judgment day you see this type of Christianity really is not threatening the globalist however there is truth in the word of God and we need to understand that if we practice the truth, we will be persecuted. If you're not being persecuted, people are not uh, listening to you, it's probably because you're tolerant of everything around you. The Apostle Paul was not tolerant. Jesus was not tolerant. I know that people try to tell me that all the time. Jesus loved everybody. Yes, he loved everybody. That's an oxymoron. Jesus despised sin. He rejects sin. Sin caused him to, to suffer and die in a way that you and I really probably can never imagine. The text from Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 uh, that we read at the beginning of the podcast is a very powerful verse on its own. How many of us have really broken this verse down and looked at it in its wording? says, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom and teaching. You see, when we are singing our songs, we are teaching. And what are we teaching? Are we trying to sound like some famous 1960s rock band? Or are we trying to sound like Christians who are singing scriptural songs that are based off of the Bible and those verses? You know, Christ, he really wants us to sing from our hearts. With thankfulness. That's what the word says in that verse. Are we thankful when we sing? And could we really answer, everything is okay. I am thankful that Christ is in my life. You know, our salvation should be really exciting to us. We should be thankful for the Christ and the cross. Why? Well, again, here in verse uh, 13 of Galatians chapter 3. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. 
in order that Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, might come to the Gentiles, so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So what are we teaching our children? Husbands, what are we teaching our spouses? Are we teaching them that the only time that we can talk about Jesus in the Bible is in our homes within closed doors? Because that's exactly what society and these globalists are doing. We can do it only in our church building. What are we really teaching at our work sites and with our neighbors and the extended family that's around us? What about our children in the future of the church? You know, if you stop and think about it, or in America at least, they spend large amounts of time around school teachers. Nothing wrong with school teachers per se. They spend a lot of time around their friends who are, who are listening to false teachers' teachings. They are overwhelmed with sports and school activities. And they generally really live in a pagan society. Oh, we claim that we're a Christian nation in America, but if you'd really see America's culture through the eyes of God, through the Bible, you would probably weep as Jeremiah weeped when he walked around the city and noticed all the idols and then the false things going on, the persecution and taking advantage of people. He said, well... Preacher, you're, you're not talking to me because we don't have idols. We don't bow down to car statues or whatever. Well, your idol is anything that you put, uh, put above God. Who else is going to tell our children and our families how and where to find the eternal life? Our children are spending a much smaller block of time with parents today. Many of them are in one-parent homes. But who should have the best interest in mind for their children? You see, the time frame gets much smaller, and so our youth devote less and less time on reading the Bible, being in prayer, attending church services, even sitting at the family table where Mom and Dad can actually get involved with their children. Find out what they're being taught in school. Well, I tell you what, some of the things I've heard some kids say uh, over the years at church just made my jaw hit the ground. I can't believe what is being taught. They don't know how to write anything. Everything's typed on a computer. But they're not taught some basic stuff. And that's not saying all teachers who are listening, because I know there are a couple, that are bad. They're actually good people. They're really worried about the future of their children. They want them to be able to read and write and, and be able to do arithmetic. Not everybody's going to grow up and be the quarterback in the NFL or the major league pitcher. 99.9% .9 of all of those kids going through those programs will eventually end up somewhere in a workforce. Will they have the basic skills and knowledge to, to provide for their families? And parents, are we teaching there really is a place called heaven 
and a place really called hell? Are we teaching them the gospel? And Paul will give a description of what the gospel is. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses. And the gospel is death, burial, and resurrection. You see, the gospel is the price is paid in full by Christ. In my life, needs to be grace-driven. We need to understand what grace is. It's, that word is used all over the place in different ways. But without grace, there would be no scriptures. <coughs> Excuse me. And without grace, there would be no foretelling of a Messiah. Without grace and no life of Christ on the globe, we would all have nothing to look forward to in the next life. Simply put, you and I cannot imagine our lives without the grace of God. So people say, oh, you're, you're saved by a prayer. Oh, you're saved only by baptism. Oh, you're saved if you just believe. The church and folks, there's a lot more to it. Without grace, there would be nothing. Without grace, you and I would not have anything in our life, spiritually speaking. And perhaps, probably, most of us wouldn't have anything in, in our physical life. We need to understand it. No matter where we live in the world, it's life is not easy. But we need Christ to help us get through each day. And we are responsible for those who are claiming to be a Christian... Don't let your children just imagine. Allow them and show them the realities of life. Show them the realities of their spiritual walk and the decisions that they make in their life can and will influence them down the road. And it will also influence them if they're going to remain faithful to the Creator and the Messiah that they are supposed to know. We could never in a penalty of lifetimes pay the debt that we owed, our sin debt. Only Christ could do that for us. By having faith in the fact that God did extend His grace, therefore we do have our salvation. It is by faith that we, are, we enter into a baptistry and are immersed. It is by faith that we walk and talk. And we should know without any question we are saved. Not by works, but rather by the redemption of Christ's blood that was shed on the cross. By completely and utterly surrendering to Him and allowing Him to be our guide in the path that we call life here on earth and we can only do that by listening through Him and through His words that we call the Scriptures or the Bible. Well, thank you for joining us today in the podcast. I, I know that uh, you have plenty of things to do, that you're busy, that you've taken time out of your life to, to be part of this time. We thank you for listening. We gain more and more visitors every week. 
from all around the world, which is amazing to me, but it's God's still good, and he will continue to bless all of us. Please pray for this podcast. It will continue to bring insightful and inspiring uh, word to you to encourage you to, to want to go deeper into the Bible and have a stronger and better prayer life. All of us, including me, need to, to work more and more on that each day. It's so, it's so easy to get caught in the muck of the world around us. And thank you again for tuning in to the podcast, Biblical Question. And please visit our webpage. If you have a question for us, you can submit your question there at the contact form and find out other information about us as well. Thank you again, and may God bless you, and may He have all the glory. Amen.